Welcome back, everybody, to the MTV Challenge Accepted Podcast presented by the Underdog Podcasting Network. And we're talking about our favorite network, at least for the show, the MTV Challenge, The Challenge, Double Agents. I'm Zandrick Ellison here with my brother, Chief Strategy Officer Dondrick Ellison. How are you doing, Dondrick? I'm good. I'm excited to talk about this episode. I thought it was a very good episode. We're talking about episode five, Skyfall. Um, and if you forgot where you are, maybe you only listen to this podcast, you don't watch the show for some reason, um, it picked up where we left off, uh, Fessy's big betrayal of Nelson and the aftermath of that. So Corey confronts him, tells him, stop using the word friend. You know, all he sees is revenge. <laughs> I kind of thought he handled himself pretty well there. What do you think about Corey's attack on Fessy. Corey, you say you, yeah. you think Corey handled himself? Yeah, I thought so. He stood up for Nelson's honor. Yeah. Um I I thought so. I you know everyone's very anti-Fessy. Like the whole world's against Fessy. And I thought, you know, Fessy made a good point. You said this last week. He's like you have to look out for yourself in this game, right? Yeah, it's That's an individual game. And um. I can't tell if Fessy's like, he's just very cool in terms of his emotions or he's just like, doesn't, or he's like callous or a combination of both. Cause well, he's, I think it's some confidence too, where it's. Yeah. You've he, always said that. You've yeah. Said I mean, like, you know, it hasn't always worked out in his favor, but it's like, like the, the people get caught up in gameplay and politics. And I get that. Oftentimes at the end of the day, it just comes down to like, are you, physically better than the other person and you know you could play the greatest strategic game in the world but if you know say you're Teresa, like you're gonna lose to british jenny even if she's playing a really sloppy game it's just like she's just better at the challenge that's true that so your question was did Corey? i like yes i think Corey. I liked Corey for standing up for his his best friend Nelson. I mean, the alternative would be what to like try and like. Sleep well, in. I didn't know if he was even going to say anything because you know he talked a big game about revenge on our little post yeah. about it. I compared yeah. him to um, Inigo Montoya from Princess Bride vowing revenge. I'm like, I don't think he's actually going to do anything about it, <laughs> but he kind of did. And I was going to say, in contrast to Josh, who then chimed in, yeah, <laughs> and he was claiming I really wanted to go down, and then his big. <laughs> One of the line I wrote down is like, bro, the only thing I'm confident in is physical. You know that. It's like, huh, it's not really like a great bragging rights. Like the only thing he's confident in is like a whole brawl, I guess. Well, the same would go for Fessy probably, right? Or, or I guess- to, Well, you to, would say the most confident in. Most confident in, fine. Yeah, but this was sort of a fun start to the episode. Don't you think where everyone's yeah. gathering around the the weight like, rack to Listening watch in. Yeah. yeah, and- I thought that it was good. I liked it. I liked every, uh, CT hamming it up. Uh, yes, you know. that's his role now. It's just like the jester. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's a big old ham. Well, and also and, adds juice to if Corey ever goes up against Fessy. Yeah. It'll be and fun. So this was, I was saying last week that Fessy made the right move strategically, right? He has yeah. his ticket to the final. I don't think, I, I don't I don't know. I just think he he's there. Now, the argument against it is this, this mayhem that he's left in his wake, apparently. And is it worth it for him? Um, yeah, I I don't know. I thought his best move, and we'll get into this later, was dumping Anissa. I thought that's something he needed to do. And it was just all a matter of like when to, you know, 
you know, like that NASA space shuttle. When do you like jettison the other part and take off on your own? Yeah. I thought he was going to maybe wait a little longer, but I think he just saw it, you know, the hall brawl as an example of like when to um, really like launch himself. And, you know, yeah. maybe that didn't pay off. And he definitely prioritized himself and his oppor- he was opportunistic going at the expense of Nelson. And that's true. Now, is it worth it or is it not? I think we'll have to see how the season plays out. Yeah. And well, at least he has a, a skull. Not many people do. And so that gets us to our next storyline, sort of the British block of rookie girls. We've been critical of them in the past for just kind of blending into the background and not really owning their fate. And it seemed like they started to. Yeah, um, this is a big episode for the, what was their name? The they called itty- themselves the Itty Bitty Small Committee. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> Until this episode, I felt like they were on a different show. You know, they were in yeah. like that room with the bunk beds and they would just kind of commiserate around Big T. But now they had a big impact this episode. I like Yeah, it. no, totally. Even starting out, you know, because obviously they had the power later on, but even before that they were conspiring and, you know, the show edits it a certain way. Maybe this conversation happened two episodes earlier. You know, we don't really know. Um, they're sort of game planning, gunning for Tory conversation. And somebody I wanted to flag in this is Gabby, the blonde British girl. Because yes. I thought she kind of like was looking like more of the leader of this like British block. I don't know if you got that same vibe. Big T would be the obvious one, but I think Gabby actually voiced herself a little bit more even. Yeah, Gabby definitely caught my attention. I don't know if she's the leader, but she definitely has a strong voice. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Very confident. I liked her. Um, and so we go to the Daily, and then just big news. Bombshell. Deactivated agent. Natalie from Survivor. Vague reasons why. Personal reasons. She's like Kyrie Irving in, in basketball. She's just kind of bouncing. She didn't seem emotional about it. She didn't, they didn't go into it. I get it. That's personal, but. Well, I was very upset at this. And initially I was, I like Natalie so much on the show. And I was initially, I was like, oh, this is a big strike against her in my eyes because it, it, it looked how they portrayed it on the show. Like it was so, like you said, it was so um, cavalier, uh, cavalier. Nonchalant. Yeah. And I don't like when they don't care about being, you know, I like when they cry after their injury replacement. Now, I did research why she left, though. Well, because in my head, I thought the same thing as you. It's like, she's so casual about it. And I wonder if it's partly because she's one survivor. Maybe this isn't a big deal to her. Um, but what would you say? What was the actual reason? And this isn't a spoiler, I don't think. So No, because I don't think we'll see her this season again. So Yeah. So it turns out that she's pregnant on the, at Whoa. this point. She was eight weeks, about eight weeks pregnant. You think they started doing those cha- those tests because of? Uh... Well, this is all through my Reddit research. Apparently, she was like talking um, uh, to her sister and mentioning that she was late for her uh... period, and then the, and then this was on the show. Then apparently, according to this Reddit poster, so I don't know how the source how well plugged in this person is, but then they decided to give her a pregnancy test only after she'd been on like the show. spying on, on her. Yeah. yeah, well, they, I mean, after last season, they should. Um, it's curious they, why they don't do it before. Is that like an invasion of rights or something? They, they should. I mean, they, they drug test you. It's not hard to do a pregnancy test. They, I think it would be almost required given the physical nature. But that's what I'm so curious about is why don't they, why is, you feel like they would have done that years ago. Right. Well, the natural conclusion is that these people 
come in non-pregnant and then TJ gets a hold of them. No, <laughs> no. they're all challenged babies they, by TJ Lavin. No, so I don't know. Maybe, that is weird. Maybe they test them though. Cause she was eight weeks. So they could have tested her before, right? right? A few months or something before. But that, you know what? That sucks. I mean, obviously it's great news for her personally. I, I mean, but well, it, no, actually I'm sorry. This is sad. She had a miscarriage. Oh gosh. Jeez yeah. Louise. If we didn't yeah. bring us all down. I know. So um, that, so I, I don't hold it against her, obviously, for leaving the show. No, I mean, you have to. Yeah. And initially maybe, I was put off by her attitude, it looked like, but then, yeah, huh. given the circumstances. I wonder if they would have made it more of a story, like explained it more if, it, if not for that miscarriage. Perhaps, perhaps. And maybe they wanted to, or Natalie... I could see Natalie maybe wanting to be not um, make a big deal of it on the show because she wanted some privacy, which... Or just, you know. And is the uh, miscarriage like confirmed or is it the same Reddit person? No, that's confirmed. It was on an Us Weekly. Oh, gosh. That's really sad. Um, Gosh, I hope she's okay. Because I agree with you. And she even mentioned she's like built for this show too. I mean, she would have been great for the next five seasons. So she did have like an interview that was like an Us Weekly. And she seemed that... um, she really is committed to going back on the show. And you saw TJ was very positive about her leaving, wasn't treated like a quitter, rightly so, right? By any means. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm trying to think like, what is the recovery time? I mean, I was going to think of if she was pregnant, I thought we wouldn't, that's what I was originally going to say. It's sad that we probably won't see her for a couple of years. Now it's like an emotional recovery time. Um, That sucks. And then, so they called it a security breach. I'm not sure how that relates. Then they bring in reinforcements, I guess. Um, I guess that she snuck in, they're trying to say. Or yeah, she broke security. In, she broke the security. So the replacement is Ashley Mitchell, famous um, villainess, I guess. <laughs> Big personality figure on the show. Yeah. And my initial reaction, I wrote down on my notes, boo. <laughs> and it didn't have anything to do with her because I thought originally I'm like, I hate the show picking winner picking favorites and bringing her back because she's popular. And then you kind of reminded me, I think she might've been the only girl who was eliminated and and therefore the only one who had the chance to come back. The only one that wasn't medically evacuated or had to leave. Right. Right. I think so. I mean, unless it's only episode five, so that makes sense. No, it's true. It's um, Nicole left. Yes. Natalie just left. And then what's her name? The other British girl left. Um, Medical. Yeah, I forgot her name. Uh, yeah. Liv was her name. Liv. Um, and I had the same reaction initially. When they went to commercial, I was like, ooh, who are we going to get? Are we going to get like, because we've had some really. I was thinking Jenny. I was thinking. My yeah. mind went to Evelyn for some reason. I was thinking of Evelyn. I was excited because I it would be someone I had no like no idea about. And I was, you know, like Cara Maria or something. Oh, like I for, totally forgot about Cara Maria. That um, would have been a huge, that would have been maybe the biggest shocker. And. Uh, yeah. And then I was disappointed when she came out of the car. Um, yeah. But it's, I mean, it makes sense. They needed to like reinforce cause they're in this awkward position of like being down so many females and then giving out no skulls. It was, it's kind of awkward. Yeah. I could see why they would call that audible. And I think Ashley in a strange way actually had a pretty good episode considering, you know, yeah, she, she came in like humbled, back. you know, being like, I'm just gonna lay low, appreciate this kind of opportunity to come back. And honestly, like she lost, but she lost to Natalie. I mean, it, that was a tough matchup, right? So 
I think she's a, she's in it. She's a contender, I guess. You know, at least like a mid-pack contender. I'm happy that she's. I wouldn't say. Ha- I'm glad she's on the show. I think she's a good character. I think the only problem I would have with it is she ended up winning somehow. I think it's bad to be eliminated and then win the same season. I don't yeah. like that. I don't even love the sort of redemption island kind of format. No, exactly. It's in that spirit. Like where you one time they did it on the challenge and I thought it, I didn't like it, but Johnny got eliminated and then he went yeah. with Johnny to that house, that like redemption house. They've actually done it twice. I They've done it a few times. Yeah. And yeah. but usually you have to win, you know, you have to win the redemption challenge to get back. I know, but that I just really quickly, that really annoyed me that season because Wes actually played a really good game. And then right when they were going to the final, like Johnny came back and like everyone flipped back against Wes. And then Wes got eliminated when I think purely he should have, you know. Yeah. Was Top Chef the first show to do that with the Second Chance Kitchen? Uh, I think probably Survivor. Survivor did it first. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, I don't really love that format. Um, and maybe that rubbed you the wrong way with Johnny. Cause I think he was one of the first people to do that. And it felt like, Hey, let's just try to keep Johnny on the show. Although he um, did have to win challenges. Yeah. yeah. And then they had that whole house. Yeah. I, I, I don't really love those formats. I think they do it because if you get like a good personality gets booted early, you still get to milk them for a storyline for a, a bit longer. You know, the, be- I mean? the best version of it ever actually was um, when Brad <laughs> I was dating oh gosh my name's Brit Brittany yeah girl and yeah. she got eliminated and then with her ex-boyfriend and then Paulie used that chance to claim to oh Brad. yeah like she's hooking up with her ex-boyfriend bro and then Brad was, was flipping yes. out yeah 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 that was the best use of that just to psychologically psychologically manipulate people <laughs> that was fun but in general I don't like that I would choose not to have that if possible yeah, but it's anyway. fine. If she's the only one that was eligible or available, it makes sense. Um, okay, so then we go to the actual daily um, called Agent Down. Kind of cliffhanger vibes. Do you remember Cliffhanger? Of course. They're remaking Cliffhanger, by the way. Hmm. I think they're doing okay. like a female Cliffhanger. <laughs> um, maybe maybe Big T will be the star. I don't know. And um, so they do it in two heats. And so basically, if you miss the episode for whatever reason, you have to like pull basically pull some rope and then keep your partner you know cliffhanger style hold them up for as long as possible and so in the first heat jay from survivor did really well with not only his rope but held up his partner Teresa for so long they even beat nam and and lola who i think many people consider the physically dominant team yeah no this was a great challenge i liked this challenge What, what did you think i just liked the whole it was cool. I, I, and again, I love what I love that they mix it up so much. Um, there are some like flaws, maybe like Jay and Teresa, for example. Well, let's actually in Heat 2, let's just skip ahead a little bit. So in Heat 2, um, CT and, and Big T won that heat and ended up winning. And my thing was like, there's a little bit of a flaw in the sense that it really favored teams like CT and Big T where the guy's really big and the girl's really small. Of course. But shout out to Jay because... Teresa's small, but he's he's not a big guy, so he really like did well. Yeah, yeah, no, but, it, it definitely favors Big T and CT this challenge, right? You, like, cause Nam, everyone's like, you'd figure Nam to win, but Lolo Jones probably weighs thirty more pounds than the other girls, right? Like Big T. Yeah, definitely. And but I get that it's not complete. It definitely favors, but every challenge you could say favors a certain 
body type and things like that. Oh, Although funny. I will say that I do think, and I, I loved her in it, but I think she got a lot of credit for winning the <laughs> challenge where really all Big T had to do was, was be small, right? <laughs> to win this, right? To, that yeah. she didn't really contribute to the winning effort. Although it was nice to see her, Shining. in my mind, get like to have her, her reign as the queen. Yeah, that became the theme of the episode. And I agree, like they made a big deal of Big T's the queen. She was kind of playing it up. She did, to her credit, there was one conversation with Tori where she's like, look, it was all CT, you know, but um, at the party night. Yeah. So I think she was like kind of tongue in cheek, you know, but still um, good for her just to get the spotlight on her. She loves her. People seem to like her. Uh, Everyone loves her. You don't like her. You don't like her, do you? I don't know if I like I'm her as much as I do. I'm calling you out. You don't like big t um i think I she is, she's like the most likable person in the history of the world maybe <laughs> well i you know why you know why i i kind of rubbed me the wrong way because i'm a tory fan i think and it was not a good episode for tory it was a big t versus tory and the queen beat her up quite a bit i mean like out strategized her really yeah um, got the house against her so you seem to not like you have your strange vendetta against Big T, unfounded. No, I, I don't think that. I don't want to say that because I do like Big T. I liked her more when she was the scrappy underdog than like the whole like queen gimmick or whatever. I mean, I know she's just kidding, but still. Um, but I, and we'll get into it, but I think that her social game, quote unquote, or just her likability, yeah, it comes across on TV and I like her. I think she's just funny and there's something likable about her. But she must really be a very, very personable because she pulled all these moves that this whole episode was centered around that. And even the victims of her wrath weren't really that mad at her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, and even going around saying, like, I want to blindside the person we pick. Like, she's, like, trying to be sneaky in, like, a devilish way and kind of, like, got away with it. But she, like, gets, gets away with it. Right. Yeah. That's a very hard thing but, to do. I think. But you know what else rubbed me the wrong way? I think maybe about just the logic of it, because we saw this theme come up a lot. Gabby, who we mentioned before, mentioned deliberation, like oh. feels like the big girls are kind of like underestimating the small <laughs> girls. And Amber M said the same thing where she, the really small girl, Amber M was like people acting like they know. And Little I don't Amber. think they really did. Tori even said, like, I'm just assuming that you're maybe not. Yeah, that good. No, I, it was a little bit strange in that way. And I think that Tori, I agree with everything Tori said this whole episode. I don't think she said anything that was, she wasn't really even that offensive to me. She was just kind of not lying and saying, you right. know, like she was yeah, like very direct, like Jordan, against... Jordan wisely style, just like very direct. Yeah. And it's sort of like, I think her flaw was that she wasn't, she maybe should have been more tactful about it. It is like, I think multiple people said, it's like a numbers thing. And if you're saying we need to get out the weak people and there's six weak people, quote unquote weak, um, then you're in trouble if you kind of right. ostracize them. I think I, I tend to agree with you. Like she wasn't wrong. She was just like impolite, like the way she talked about it. But the idea that people yeah. calling people layups or calling people weak and like CT even's like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Like that's been going on for 20 seasons. I know. And it and completely makes sense. In, I don't think she was rude or impolite or malicious. It was just like, she was too, um, too direct right. about it. Yeah. You know, just like, she's, don't say she's that. She's the one competitor who's been going around, at least on the show, 
I want to go up against, I want to get my skull. I want to go up against somebody weak, which totally makes sense. But she's talking so plainly about it when in fact, like this is something Lolo Jones should be doing. This is something Cam should be doing like, or at least going on in their mind. Yeah. Um, Can we take a step back though? What do you think about big T and CT as this pair, this lovable duo? Are you, are you liking it? Or yeah, you... it's pretty lovable. I mean, like of all the teams, I mean, you say I don't like Big T, but if I had to pick a winner, I would love to see CT and Big T win the show. Okay. Okay. I just want to give them a yeah. moment. I just, <laughs> I'm into it. I like this. It reminds me of like, um, uh, I was getting like the Hound and Sansa from Game of Thrones. Like CT's like the big, yeah. you know, guard of her, Queen's guard and yeah. little... Big T is calling the shots. I just love, I thought that was, it's a very fun dynamic. And I love that CT maybe is putting it on for the camera a bit, but he comes, I love that he is so encouraging of Big T too. You know, he's, he comes across as being very sweet. Yeah. I hope there's a crossover. I hope people get that reference, Game of Thrones. And at the risk of falling too far on a rabbit hole, did you see Rudy Giuliani's defense of his like, riot incitement like no, you know there was a siege of the capital and rudy giuliani had been stoking the flames and he's like because they kept losing all their you know their court cases they were like oh for 20 yeah. and so he had told like the mob he's like if we can't win a trial we're gonna win a trial by combat no oh, gosh and then afterwards he's trying to defend it and he's like it was just a you know it was a game of thrones reference it wasn't harmful it was like Tyrion, you know having a champion take his spot. I'm like, that was incredibly violent. <laughs> like the trial by combat. It was not like, well, I think it's actually a historic historical thing. No, yeah. it was, they used yeah. to have that, but it was a violent thing. That wasn't like, it wasn't like a noble <laughs> highbrow idea. Um, anyway, so Rudy um, Giuliani stock down, <laughs> um, stock down. But I, and I was going to say last week after we recorded the episode, you know, who I was struggling to come up with a stock up. And then I realized, you know, CT has gotten the target off of him after the first episode when he was thrown in. Mm-hmm. He is sort of evaded. You know, there was that let's get the champs out. Right. Totally. By camp. And that sort of faded away. And I think that CT is having a good, he had a great episode. There was shades of, I'm, you know, we rewatched the, the duel, right? And mm-hmm. CT was, I don't think it's like with DM, but it's like CT is likable when you see his like, his like humorous nice side yeah right? and, he, and we're seeing a bit of that with a lot of it with big t and his relationship i think it's a fun part of the show definitely right well it's like a classic like bad boy like trope where it's like i'm a tough guy but i'm sweet around you um although I, the thing i don't like about ct and he's never been like an aggressive political player but last like three or four seasons, it feels like he's so deferential and he's just like, that's his strategy. It's just like, I'll let you guys make the decisions and I'll just kind of follow along as a way to like avoid conflict. Maybe that's smart, I guess. I think the argument would be that he has a big target by default and he can't really, the more he talks, like the more he does things, the bigger the target becomes. Now, whether that's true or not, you know, West does the opposite, I feel and right and it usually backfires yeah um so talking about the magnetism of the big t successfully campaigns for this idea all the rookies 
target Anissa thinking that they're going to get Anissa versus Tori as a matchup. Not only that, a lot of the vets voted for Anissa too. I noticed, you know, Devin did obviously made a big show of that. Um, Cam did, Ashley did. Leroy. Yeah. And um, even Leroy. And so the compromise agents, Anissa and Leroy. And I thought that was interesting. Leroy, like kind of burning a vote on himself. Everyone was operating with the idea that it would be a female elimination. I wasn't totally convinced, but it seemed like everyone was. I think if they were ever going to like pull a misdirection, this might've been one of the chances to do that. Um, Because there's no one even concerned at all. Yeah. I had that thought right up until they, they just kind of said it was a female elimination. Um, Cause usually when you lose a lot of females due to injury or pregnancy, you would go the other way, but I guess the, the need for to hand out skulls took precedent. Yeah. It's certainly odd if you've only had one female elimination up until this point, right? Uh, episode five. So they were right in predicting that, but I was, I'm like you, I was thinking, Ooh, what I was thinking of the repercussions if it turned out to be a male the entire time too, right? Like, is it going to be Leroy versus whomever, you know? Well, certainly next week they need to be a little more cautious because they could go either way next week. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they go female next week because they need to hand out more skulls. That's true. That's true. Um, so in a non-survivor like way, the storyline, they'll plan the whole time, Anissa versus Tori, Anissa versus Tori, Anissa versus Tori. There's no other options really being discussed. And I guess out. little Amber, little Amber. Yeah, that's be, true. With the Tory vote, right? But it turned out to be Anissa. And then um, they pull the trigger and they they send in Tori. Two best friends. <laughs> They've been best friends for at least three episodes now. Um, and then the elimination is called asset destruction. So you have to pull these like crate of bombs, knock it over. Turned out to be the hardest part. And then throw the bombs through these like, you know, it looks like just paper, right? Paper grid. But um, some of them wouldn't break, right? And you had to do 13 of them. Yeah, it seemed like they all broke to me. I didn't really see a lot of non-breaking paper. No, because on the back, if you saw the from the back, they showed like some of them had little like, like crinkly boards. boards and some were didn't. So Tori versus Anissa, I should, I should step back. When it was, before we knew what the challenge was, what, what do you think the odds makers would have said? Tori versus Anissa? Yeah. I think Tori would have been favored, but I don't think by too much because Anissa's big. Well, I'm saying before you knew the challenge, if it was like a hodgepodge of challenges. No, I know, I know. I'm just saying in general, like you have to take that into account because Anissa has a great elimination record due Mm -hmm. to the fact historically that she's just, she's like, she's big. She's She's big and strong. Yeah. Yeah. And if she could have picked a challenge, this might've been it. So it's a lot of brute strength tugging this bombs down and just throwing them. Well, now knowing what the challenge was and looking at it, I still, I actually would have favored Tori even more than my really. Because I thought when I saw the challenge, I'm like, this seems about 50 50. Because you know why? I think that this has more endurance built in. You know, I think it's probably tiring. And I think we saw Anissa. I would agree with you, except the bombs didn't look that heavy. They didn't look like medicine balls to me. Well, they're, they weren't that heavy, but I, I, Anissa looked pretty gassed by the end of it. Yeah, she definitely did. And so getting to that, so Anissa gets there first, to her credit, yanks the crate down easily, and took a monstrous lead. It was 10 nothing, and it looked like Tori was going to quit, just didn't feel like she could physically do it. Yeah, didn't you? I thought there was something wrong with her thing, didn't I you? I thought so, too. I thought I got jammed or something. 
I thought there was going to be some controversy where it was just like, well, cause she did yeah. that like thing of panicking and looking to the judges, like it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Yeah. Um, and it got up to 10, nothing until she finally knocked it down. And then she did make a mad dash comeback. Did she really, how much, what was the final? Comeback? I have it. I read it down. It was 10, nothing. And then it got all the way up to Anissa won 13 to 10. I think it was that close. Huh? It was that close. At one point it was 12 to 10. Um, so shout out to Tori. I think you're right. I think Anissa did get tired. Yeah. Uh, and I think maybe she put her foot off the gas a little bit when she have a 10 ball lead, maybe. Yeah. I was wondering, like, was she going to like let Tori win by the editing? Like she was just kind of slowed down, but yeah, they did have that moment where it's like my friend, I'm going to send her home. And, and maybe in the back of her mind, she's like, Tori has a better chance of winning this show than I do. I thought maybe she would tank it. Yeah. Like shades of Wes versus Devin. <laughs> Allegedly really the same, but I think it was just she was tired out and you probably the the last ones were probably higher up that they had to hit right you know they're throwing it yeah that's true over their back which seemed odd but well and I, I think that was a perfect microcosm of Anissa's strengths and weaknesses very strong good in elimination if her endurance is an issue and it's hard to imagine it's not what chances she have in a final oh it's definitely an issue I mean it's definitely an issue it always has been even you know 20 years ago, right? Or 10 years ago. Right. Um, although she doesn't get to finals very often. She wants yeah. to prove it. I mean, but hey, let's give her a credit. So she beats Tori, who, you know, top three challenger left, right? I mean, overall. Um, you would think, yeah. And her, as TJ mentioned, her 10th elimination win. That's no joke. That I mean, if you've been on this, even if you've been on the show 10 years, you're not guaranteed to get 10 elimination wins. Oh, no, definitely. No, she. I think she has a very strong elimination record. Yeah, I think it's like 10 and 2 or something. And it's like really strong. And it made me write down this question. You know, if we did like a year-long show, we, you know, we only do an episode per episode. Yeah. But one of the gimmicks we've talked about is like maybe a potential like Hall of Fame who would make the Hall of Fame. And it's been yeah. done on other sites before. And so you naturally think like The Miz or Johnny Bananas are kind of the obvious ones. Anissa's never won, but been on the show tons. 10 elimination wins. It's probably near a record, if not the record. Like if you were doing like a mythic like Hall of Fame for the challenge, would Anissa make the cut? No. I say that pretty, not pretty even need to think about it. I think, no, I think, yes, yeah, she's, she's been on a lot and you don't want to be mean. I think Anissa has a lot of fans out there. I like Anissa. I think she's a, a great competitor, but hall of fame is hall of fame. And I don't think she's hall of fame. But you're basing that purely on athletics. What about her personality? What she's no, I got drama. She's been likable. I'm including personality in that. I think that looking, if you watch a lot of her seasons, I don't think she's a huge Part presence. Like, I don't know. I'm thinking about her fight with Tori. I'm thinking about, remember she had like a little romance with some of the people, Corey and um, Veronica even. Like she's like been around the boat. Yeah, um, she's been around for a long a long time in that sense. Um, and I think she's been a generally positive, if you want to say role model. I mean, she was like flag flying the LGBT flag or whatever before a lot of these people were. Yeah. Hall of Fame though? Well, probably not. not. The fact she, that she's yeah, never not, won. The question is, isn't whether I like her or not. The question right. is whether she's in the the pantheon of challengers. Well, it depends if you want to view it as like impact on the show or just like pure like how good they were. Because somebody like Emily, you know, is very good. 
Well, that would be Jody. the other extreme, right? Yeah, like like Jody on if you watch the Netflix duel, like she's just really good at the challenge. Personality wise, there's not much there. But in like a short career, quote right. unquote, right? Like a Terrell um, Davis versus Frank Gore, if you're a football fan. Yeah, I think that you're going with Terrell Davis in that argument, right? In terms of just memorability and impact yeah. and stuff. Because I think, yeah, I don't even know if Anise is Frank Gore because I don't think she's ever been like a top five person. Yeah. This is going well, pretty in oh. the weeds here. <laughs> um, I, don't know I, how I would say no to the Hall of Fame, but maybe we'll have to look at that. And maybe she wins. Maybe this is like Philip Rivers kind of thing where she needs that title and then you give her a Hall of Fame spot. If she gets a title, yes. Be my if she guess. wins the show, yes. I agree with you, right? Yeah, well, that's not happening. Sorry. <laughs> um, I think she's strong. She's Look, she beat Tori. She deserves a ton yes. of credit for that. But you're asking a different question, which is, do the answer no? Is the, I understand. The I hear no. you. I wanted to float it. And speaking of competition, really tough hits to like the female side. Tori, one of the top five people. Natalie, one of probably one or two. Um, and now the female side, I think, is I thought it was a strong field. And now it's basically Lolo and who? I guess Casey. And then does anyone Casey. else have a chance? Well, you, you would not be popular in this house with the teeny tiny committee. I know. They it, would it, be it, throwing you committee. in. You got to be careful. Choose your words wisely because they're saying they're under big T won the daily. Right. Yeah. And people so, are underestimating Amber M apparently. Amber, little Amber, um, Amber. Little Amber looks very small, right? Maybe it was like a perspective <laughs> thing, but she looks like she's like two feet tall. But you know what? I think I'm happy for the show because I like that they're not just kind of wallflowers now. You know, no, it, it makes the show more exciting. Um, and there's strength in numbers too. Definitely. Definitely. So, but in terms of the limit, I think that my pick now would, you know, Casey didn't really impress in the final last season, right? But I think it's her, Lolo would. Lolo is like, if she makes it to the final by far and away, the favorite in the final. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think the problem are looking for, good for Lolo. The problem for Lolo, and she's starting to realize it, like if she never gets a gold skull, she, you know, obviously she's not making it in, but no one's going to throw her in. So she really has to force the issue. Yes. And we saw that a little bit of the budding alliance with CT, which I thought right. was another smart move by CT. No, definitely. And, and if I was a girl, like a smart player like Cam, let's say, or Ashley. I forgot about Cam. Cam, Cam is a, has a shot. Yeah. But I wouldn't call her like an elite athlete. I'm above average. But like, if I'm Cam or I Ashley, I think she's good. I think she's good. I just never seen her in a final. Really, I don't. She's never made a final. Her. Yeah, but I think she would be capable. But if I'm them, I'm thinking our best chance to beat Lolo Jones is to not let Lolo Jones into an elimination. Yes, I think that would be smart. Now, yeah. Now, is are they going to do that though? Because no one's going to want to go in against her. You're right. So that is a problem for Lolo. She maybe should have taken her chance tonight because it seems like CT and Big T were going to let her if she wanted to. Yeah, that's sort of like the hanging question with Lolo Jones is, you know, obviously elite athlete. Because she would have won this elimination, right? Yeah, but that's what I'm wondering. Like, because Anissa's just like got size on her. Does she? Yeah, I mean, in terms of weight, I think. Okay. Like her, like, you know. 
but she's not stronger than Lolo. You saw Lolo was doing chin-ups. That's really hard to do as a as a as a woman. I I'm pretty sure, like to have the upper body strength to do that. I mean, it's That's impressive. I, for, even for a guy, I think Anissa's not doing chin-ups like that. Well, no, <laughs> like Vasquez. It's like Vasquez from Aliens. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I know. Of course, I know Vasquez. We're really alienating a lot of our listeners with these obscure references right now, but. Um, yeah, I mean, Lola's definitely the big favorite. I mean, there's no question about it. I think she could beat, in a, in a long-distance thing, I think she would probably beat the men. Um, she, it's just like a different level to be an Olympic athlete. Uh, I want to see Lolo in one of these, right? I want to see her compete and be unleashed. Definitely. So that was the episode. Kind of reign of Big T, reign of the rookies. You know, it worked. Um, they knocked out Tori. There's not, you know, and then maybe that'll be like the theme of the next few weeks is whether the veterans kind of fight back. But it seems like the sides are drawn. We have these British girls who really have some power now, just based on numbers. Um, and then we have the Big Brother crew, and we have some of the vets kind of hanging in the background. I guess they're not being super aggressive, really. Yeah, I think we have these blocks, but it's not really. It's so little, not well defined. Who's against who, right? It's like we have friends that are groups of people, but they're not actively targeting other people unless like they do something that makes them mad, like Tori. Right. Yeah, it definitely seemed like Tori. And hey, last week we gave Tori a stock up. And one of the reasons was she seems to be aggressive without alienating people. And it turns out that's not true. That was not true. Yeah, that was a terrible pick by us. Because at the (laughs) beginning of the episode, people were mad at her along with Fessy. Right. Remember, and maybe she it was siding with Fessy, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So that was. I have to think it's a little bit of the Jordan influence where it's like she used to be good cop to his bad cop. And now she's like aggressive and kind of, I guess, arrogant, according to the, the ladies. Although, to Tori's credit, there was some self awareness. Like she was saying in confessionals, like, we're really, Anissa and I are playing a very messy game. Right. Yeah. So she kind of knew that too. And I, so I don't. So that's a good sign, at least for her, to be aware of, okay, she knew she was making mistakes and that she had made mistakes. Yeah, I think so. And I, I think not having Jordan must have been weird. I don't know what's going on with them at home. Um, maybe that was a distraction. I don't know. Not that a great be. not a great season for Tori, really. Um, no. As somebody that we, that we thought had a chance to win. We said that a few years in a row, and it just hasn't happened. Very disappointing. And, you know, all the credit to Anissa. I think it's disappointing for her resume that she lost to Anissa. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. Um, and didn't what she if, lose to Jenna last time? Yeah, she lost to Jenna last time. You're right. Because yeah. she had that big win against Jenny, British Jenny, which was like her yeah. shining moment. And then you thought this she is a potential. bad exits, yeah. Potential Hall of Fame career we got going on here. And then it like hit the wall. Maybe a Todd Gurley kind of career we're talking about if you really want to go <laughs> another running back. Um, so end of the episode, Skyfall. Let's do Stack Up. I don't want to do Tori because it's too obvious. Wait, but what about Anissa here? Her decision. Oh, the, this, the flip you're saying? Yeah. The, okay, so yeah, you're right. The, the double agent sort of twist. You could pick your partner and... You're right. This is a very interesting moment. Um, she could have stayed with Leroy, good partner, but decides to go back with her ex-boyfriend partner, not actual ex-boyfriend. Um, Fessy was not thrilled with it. <laughs> um, 
So our earlier point, did Fessy jettison the rocket too early? It looks like it. Now he's, <laughs> he's back <laughs> square one. What did you That's think of true. that move on Anissa's part? Um, I think it actually was really smart now that I'm thinking about it because who is going to ever throw them in? And they both have skulls. They both have skulls. So the only reason no one would want to throw Fessy. I, I am of the opinion no one's going to want to throw Fessy in to take his skull because I think it's too big of a risk. And that's a great partner to have, right? That's the point of your partners. You want them to be a deterrent to being thrown in, really. You know what? It was like almost, I'm seeing the wheels turning for Fessy. I'm like, he knew that he had to dump Anissa just because of the fears of how she might do in a final. May he throw himself in again just no. to do it again because because it's like i don't if it's if they're tethered uh, at the hip because it's like a death sentence in a final let's be honest right i mean like if they're tethered at the hip and it's the the two of them have to win together like i think it would be very because fessy's not a dominant finals person we saw it last year yeah and i don't want to say anisa's dead weight but it's just it's just she'd be one of the last picks that's again, a especially. really good point i wasn't yeah. even thinking that so fessy is incentivized to go in again now so wait fessy made it you're right. Yeah. A lot of people were saying on the on the Reddit that he made his move at the wrong time. Yeah, and I was I sort of dismissing did. that. Like, no, you got your skull, you got your skull. But you're right. Now he... I, well, I didn't think he did because I didn't think there's any chance Anissa would go back to him. I know, but it was smart by Anissa. Wouldn't you say that was the right move for Anissa? Well, I don't know. If you think that... I think they have their ticket to the final, but I don't know if Anissa and Fessy is a dream team in the final. No, I don't think Anissa can win the final realistically. But if you're Anissa, you have to win with somebody. But I think she want to get to the final. So this is her best option to get to the final. To get to the final. Yeah, because I don't think Fessy would be my first pick in a final. Yeah, but she wants to get there. Anissa's has that's a longer, her goal. Her storyline is like, oh, I, I always get eliminated right before. And that's final, fair. Right? If that's the she goal, that's the, the right way to do it. Yeah. And so it leaves Casey and Leroy. And then I kind of want to talk about Devin. Yeah, me too. Spoiler alert. Stock down for me for Devin. And you think so? Yeah, it's just the whole episode. It was just him like trying to be this mastermind going against his partner, Tori. For I was what trying reason? to understand. Because he didn't like her? I mean, or he, he thinks she's bad? Why does he all of a sudden he picked Tori two episodes ago? And now he's trying to get rid of her because that exactly. makes Exactly. I didn't understand quite the strategic part behind it. I get like the character. It's it's funny for the camera. You're getting camera time doing that. And he seemed to really believe it. Like he wasn't cheering for her. He didn't try right. that hard in the he daily. He voted against her. He voted against her. So he believes it. But I don't quite understand strategically why it makes sense for him. It makes no sense except for it to be a supervillain. And now, well, hold on. There is one thing. Does being a rogue agent give you, in a sense, like de facto immunity for the next episode? It's a good question. I have to you go back and don't have a partner. I mean, Can that's he didn't in? mention that though. I mean, and he's not, you can't think next chance. If you're trying to win this show, you're not thinking next week. You're like, you need a good partner for the final. And, and Tori would have been a top three partner. Yeah. And now he's going to end up with, you know, probably most realistically one of like the little British girls. Mm -hmm. Um, So what was the point? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a that's a good question. I didn't quite understand it throughout the whole episode, to be honest. I and think- it's like I get the idea of like I hate Tori, I hate it being her partner. You picked her as your partner like an episode yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I was th- I was thinking that too. I think that if it does give you an immunity for an episode because you can't be thrown in, I do think that's a big deal. However, you're right. Long term, it's not worth it. Right? And also. I just, I don't mind bad strategy. I don't like disingenuous strategy. Like in that cliffhanger challenge, Agent Down, he's like, I'm throwing this. And I don't think he was. And as Tori mentioned, like he just didn't have the upper body strength to, to win this challenge. I just don't Good buy way. that he was throwing it in the same way that I didn't buy that Wes lost intentionally before either. Yeah, I'm not as sure about this one though. I think that, yes, he wasn't like the favorite to win in any way, but he definitely seemed to be okay with Tori going, right? Like that, like we just said, like he was seemed yeah. to really sell that pretty well. But I agree I with you strategically, and I do mind bad strategy. I think it it it's a like who's you're right. His partner will likely be whoever's left over. Right, right. right? It doesn't, um, and no one's gonna like flip to him. Like say Lolo wins and gets her gold skull. She's not picking Devin. His partner will be whoever the male, the whoever gets stolen, the partner of whichever male gets stolen. Right? Well, yeah, and and then they have to switch their partner too. So you're basically pick your partner is going to be somebody who's left over. Basically, what happened with yeah. Michi, um, who ended up with Amber, little Amber. So that didn't really work exactly. for him. He might be like with Anissa or someone like that. Yeah, I'm sorry, Devin. I, I'm saying stock down for Devin. Like I just don't buy his shtick right now. It's not feeling genuine to me. I don't, I like having a villain or, you know, somebody who's aggressive and good on camera, but it's just, it's just not logically that it doesn't make sense. Yeah. We haven't been big on Devin. I think we've given him a few stock downs, right? Yeah, maybe. Well, he had a couple of, you know, he had that big week when he beat West. That was like a shining moment. And then now it's been downhill. Can I say one thing though? Well, maybe we'll get to stock up and I'll, I'll relate this. Oh, well, I will defend Devin on one thing. Last week we complained that he was targeting Amber and being mean to her. Somebody mentioned that the reason he did that, you know, behind the scenes was Amber lied to him about something and said she didn't vote for him, but actually did. So he was kind of annoyed about that. So it oh, made a wow. little more you sense. Do your research with this show. There's a lot of, there's a lot, a lot of behind on. the scenes stuff. Okay. So give me some stock ups. Cause I already been flagging Devin for stock down. All right. Well, there's a huge stock up. There's a huge stock up here, even though I already liked her stock. Well, the it, winner of the episode, dominant performance, physically, strategically, <laughs> regally. Um, she, remember she said she had a great line. She's like a debutante tonight. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, big T. I, I almost think that's too obvious. Well, it, deservedly so. I and I will tell you, but there's some real reasons why. I still think besides it, it, it's obvious because it's true. Like she was able to have a very, like her plan, this, the little teeny committee's plan worked to her credit, to their credit. And no one was up, usually if you do a move like this, if you like Cam doing a move like this, you know, you kind of ruffle feathers. People are kind of upset at you or you made some enemies along the way. No one was kind of like, everyone was just kind of happy with Big T the entire time, whether she was summoning them to her VIP, you know, section. (laughs) And, it was done in a way that was fun and effective and as, as 
in contrast to Devin, when he won the elimination, he came in, he's like, it's my night. I'm the strongest man. You know, Big T was able to, it, it's, it stands in stark contrast to that when Big T does it. And she's well, the Well, can I give you the counter devil's advocate here? Oh, boy. And we talked about Fessy, like, just being confident in himself, and that kind of informs his personality. I don't think people are afraid of Big T. And so, like, they can have fun with her. She's without, less threatening. Yeah. Like, if Fessy made that move or Tori made that move, I think people would get mad at them. That's true, but that's part of the game. That's part of it's like just being uh, a lovable, little lovable imp. Yeah, it's like okay. uh, well, and I also want to ride the coattails there. I mentioned her before, but I like Gabby too because she did kind of flash to me in little in limited screen time that she's maybe a bigger part of this like British alliance than than we thought, and she she stood herself up for herself well. I thought in the deliberation, she made a good point there. She had rejected Fessy before. I mean, she's just kind of like a confident person, despite being in a situation where most people are not confident. Yeah. I actually had a lot of candidates for stock up this episode. Well, give them. We usually are so negative. So let's give some positive. Love. I was a reverse. I had a lot of stock ups. I couldn't really think of stock downs. So this, I had big T and CT. They're being kind of lovable. Doing. The whole partnership. Okay. Um, always hard to move CT stock one way or the other, but um, I also, you know, these are more under the radar ones that I just wrote down as candidates. Jay. Yeah, I had Jay Circle too. Very strong performance. And yeah, just, uh, to, just to punctuate that, like Jay won a couple like surprise eliminations last year, but I still thought he would be considered a layup. I think he's kind of wiped that away. I, I think he would be not on the bottom of the ladder anymore. Yeah, that's hard to do. That's hard to do. And part of it is it's just he's not a rookie anymore, but you're right. He's he. I think that's a victory for him. Casey, hmm. Casey, you know, solid, solid. So it seems like level-headed kind She's of. She's definitely to, the most level-headed of the big brother group. And keep trying to keep that alliance together. You know, um, I thought, uh, you know, Teresa got a little camera time. She's managing uh, two factions, which is hard to do, but you know, that has a- that's a great one if you really want to go under the radar Teresa because I'll tell you why I was thinking you know usually when people are off the show for a while they come back as like a different person yeah and a lot oftentimes it's like dark and brooding and it's like oh this person's not faring well in the real world uh-huh. um, and Teresa like hasn't skipped a beat she seems like the same person very happy and likable and, and kind of gets along with everybody still yeah she seems like socially really skilled and then the last one I think his stock didn't move up a lot, but he just seems to be anytime he's on, he says something, it's kind of lovable. Um, Nam, yeah. you know, any kind of, and part of it is his accent and, yeah. and things like that. Like but the German just, side was shining through pretty strongly this time, but anytime he has very sweet moment. Like I, and I, at the end of last episode, I forgot to mention it, but like when um, they were throwing in um, Fessy and Anissa, uh, because Fessy wanted to. Nam didn't know that. So Nam goes to Anissa and is like, are you, are you all right with that? Are you okay with that? And, and Anissa's like, yeah, I'm fine. I just think he's like a, he's a sweet giant guy, you know? Yeah. And I liked his, you know, the German thing where he's like, I tried to be a rock for her. You know, it's like very uh-huh. <laughs> rock like stone or whatever. You know, he's very German. And I don't like it. It's like got a little twist on a personality. You don't see a lot of lovable Germans, huh? <laughs> um, soft and cuddly Germans. Uh, yeah, I think I 
I, honestly, I had a lot of stock ups too. I thought Corey handled himself well. Oh yeah. Anissa, you know, obviously won a big stock up for her. She's just too obvious to pick, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe Devin's too obvious of a stock down, but that's where my head was. Did you have any stock downs? I didn't really have any. I initially I had Natalie, but then I crossed it off once I learned why yeah. she left. And then Ashley, but she actually I thought made a smart move to not talk a lot in the deliberation. I thought that was very smart on her end to just really keep the radar off of her. Um, so that was a bit of a wash. I don't love that she's back just because of the spirit of the contest, but, but I'll tell you something to, to Ashley's credit. We kind of had mixed feelings about her returning. If I was a competitor, I'd have mixed feelings and everyone was cheering for her. Happy to see her. So credit to yeah. her. That's true. That's true. Although they're, on this show, they don't seem to be as uptight about that stuff. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, but I'm happy with, I'm fine with Devin. Yeah, let's give a lot of stock ups. I like all the all the arguments you made. So next week, are you anticipating guys elimination, girls elimination, or you don't know? I think logic would dictate that it's a girls again, right? Wait, but maybe not. How many, forget skulls, how many people, I don't know. body count for both? Well, the skulls is two to one. I want to say two to right? one. Yeah, or is it more than that? Devin Fessy. Devin Fessy. We should know. Yeah. This. It's hard to keep track. Yeah. No, I don't think so because Natalie was the first one. There should be four. No, now there should be. There's been five episodes, so there should be five skulls, right? That's true. Who else has a skull? <laughs> Who else has a skull? There's Devin, Fessy, Anissa. Um, well, know. one went away, so that's four. Okay, you're right. There's four, so we're missing one guy. Hmm. How do we miss this? Maybe they, it was secret. <laughs> it was a secret skull. Yeah. Um. Well, all right. Well, forget that. We'll come back. That's not a great mark for us not to remember. <laughs> um, stock down. It's be one of those things that once we realize it, it'll be obvious. Yeah, definitely. Um, but so what would you anticipate happening in the, in the future? Hard to say. I think, I mean, these, I can see Lolo, an episode where Lolo's like really gung-ho about getting a skull, right? And then that drama unfolds where... Um, the, maybe the girls don't want her to go in like you predicted. What What do you think? Yeah, I think people are going to start to be a little more aggressive. And I think the girls like Cam and Ashley are set up well just because there are a lot of layups, whether they like to admit it or not. And there are some guys who I think were considered layups. And that's why I think Jay jumped past that. You're talking about Michi. Um, Leo is, is kind of strong, but he's small. So I think he'd be somebody that people would target. Yeah. Josh is just so like erratic and just like a pile of nerves. I wouldn't be scared to go against Josh. Um, and I figured out Kyle. Kyle has the other. Skull. Oh, how do we forget? Yeah, he hasn't been a really big presence the past few episodes. Yeah, but he had a great win. Um, and a great episode. It was just sort of that one moment, really. Yeah. Um. So shout out to Kyle. Um. All right. So. How do you grade Skyfall as an episode? You seem to like it maybe a little more than I did. What would you say? I did. I liked it a lot. I thought it was entertaining. I would give it an A minus. Wow. Or B plus. B plus A minus. I give it a B just because it's like they had their telegraphed it so much. Rookies are targeting Tori and Anissa. Tori and Anissa. 
the win was surprising. So maybe I'll go up to a B plus, but the show set up. Well, I think we're all enjoying the season, right? Especially in contrast to last year. Yeah. I am liking it a lot. I, I thought the last episode or two were a bit down, but I'm liking it. I'm liking the direction. Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening. Even if we forget Kyle won a skull for about two minutes, um, <laughs> we still really enjoy the show and hope you enjoy listening and talking about it, whether it's on Reddit or on this show or a thousand other podcasts that are popping up about the challenge. They're all good. Um, until we all get vaccines, this is this is how the best way to spend time. So uh, thanks for sticking with us. Take care, Dondrick. Bye.